Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 74 of the Degenerates Clubhouse, take two. Take two and a half. We, we had a, a false start. Failure to launch, if yeah. you will. I think the last time we were, we were talking about whether or not we'd ever get a theme song, and then I, I believe you, you said you, you, you didn't like the Peacemaker song per se, but you liked the dance, and you were talking about whether or not you would choreograph yeah. a, a, an intro dance for, for us. Which So why, why I said I can choreograph it is because I have a cousin, and so you, obviously you know that the, the white culture, Sweet 16, Mexicans who do quinceañera. So I had a cousin that was turning 15, and... Um, it was myself, my brother, and her oldest. Her oldest brother were like the three uh, chaperones, I guess is the English translation to uh, Chambelan. Uh, so anyway, the three of us were the, the the chaperones, the male chaperones, so my cousin turning 15. And so I took it upon myself for whatever fucking reason. Um, oh, I know why. Because she wanted us to wear zoot suits. You know what zoot suits are? Mm-hmm. So she wanted us to wear zoot suits to her quinceañera. And I thought, why don't we do a zoot suit, (laughs) choreographed zoot suit song? And um, so, yeah, we researched moves and what – I'm not a fucking dancer at all. But I choreographed a quinceañera. And, dude, if I remember correctly, we kept it a secret. So my cousin, my brother, and I, we were doing this choreography in secret, practicing. No one knew about it. What kind of people sort of kind of knew about it? The day of the quinceañera, we performed it, and people were like, like everyone got, like everyone went wild. It was it was awesome. So yeah, I can, uh, I can definitely choreograph something for our if we ever do an intro music video. <laughs> oh yeah, the restream chat does work. Sweet, my mom said hi guys. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So if we ever do an intro song, I can come up with choreography to it, and you and I can. You know, okay. We got that to look forward to, everybody. <laughs> Although I think my my movement, my your movement's a little bit more limited than mine, but I can, I still won't do any handstands or anything. I don't know which between the two of us, which one of us can touch our toes. I can touch my toes. Can you? Yeah. Prove it right now. This is perfect for audio. He's reaching. Oh, he did. Look at that. Come on, dude. I know I'm fat, but I'm still <laughs> somewhat flexible. Anyway, but not Joe Rogan flexible, eh? No, fuck no. Joe Rogan can suck his own dick. Allegedly, no, I think he could. He, you know what? See, here's the thing if he was on his podcast and they said prove it, he wouldn't do it because he's a coward. Cowards, Mondo did it. I said prove it, and boom, he just touched his toes right there. But Joe Rogan would be too afraid, supposedly. Well, anyway, would that I, would that be a deal breaker with you and Joe Rogan? Like being able to touch, suck my own dick? I don't know. I was trying to, uh, yeah, I got, gracefully I, transition into deal breakers, but it didn't really work. Failure. So let's just get into deal breakers, sure. You guys remember the segment Deal Breakers where Aaron and I ask each other questions and then we, yes or no, yeah or nay. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Sure, I'll, I'll go first. Go ahead. This one's a three-parter though. All right. So it's in three segments. Would it be a deal breaker if she was Asian? No. 
Oh, okay, good. That wasn't you. You were not supposed to. If if you're like, yeah, of course, that would have been that would have been bad. No, I was trying to think of where where the catch was. It's here's the, be, sec- here's okay. the second part. Okay. of the deal breaker. Would it be a deal breaker? So she's Asian and she makes like way, way, way more money than you. Like she's she's making like a few million a year, and she wants you to come live in her house. Not a deal breaker. Okay, I, I was hoping that wouldn't be either. Here's the third part. Would it be deal breaker if she's asian she's really rich but she wants to have a traditional home where it's multi-generational so like her parents and her grandparents are living in the home with you no that would you know dude that's very similar to like his like older traditional hispanic cultures like sometimes we take care of our old loved ones and they live with us and it's like fucking family of 75 that's what they mm-hmm. make fun of us is we'll have multiple families households living in one Oh, so no, it's not a deal breaker. I didn't think it would be for you. That's that's not <laughs> as common, but I, th- I, f- I actually feel like that's happening a lot more like just in typical American culture, though. Because it's fucking getting expensive to have your own place. Uh-huh. And so people are being forced to like live with other family members just to survive. It sucks. But do, anyway. do you think there are benefits that people who have not grown up in households like that wouldn't think of? Benefits? To, to having like a multi-generational home. No, I think no. <laughs> no it just fucking sucks. It just fucking sucks. I mean, there's got to be a reason okay. the Japanese do it. I, I I can say, look, for example, and I can only speak for Latin or my family. It's like if you have your your parents living with you, and let's say you knock up a gal, you have kids. Sometimes your parents are if you're living in the house with your parents, and they don't have jobs or they're not like employed full time, they can babysit the baby while you're off to work. So that's one of the benefits, quote unquote, benefits to like having multiple you know people living in the same house you, you you've got a multi-generational home you don't need to use protection that was my takeaway from what you just said <laughs> like, no no i'm saying if you have a baby you have right. like a, like a built-in babysitter exactly that's what i'm saying so you don't need condoms i guess yeah it made sense to me all right what's your question <laughs> you just kind of like well and that was all that was all the first deal breaker for that, you? yeah it was a three-part question oh yeah no that's all i'm all the only one that's actually the kind of sort of kind of hesitation is the is like when a woman wakes makes a ton of more money mm-hmm. than i do and it's it's more of i find it more often than not when a woman has more income than the her partner like there's like this additional pressure for from the woman like hey motherfucker step it step it up like you need to start making more money than me or like it's it's hard for a woman to well, well see that's okay that's why I said she made like several million because I could see if if it's you're you know you're making fifty and she's making seventy and it's still you know you're still worried about finances you're still worrying about paying bills like you know you've got a big house whatever but I, I feel like. At that point, there's a certain—I can't remember what the level is—but there's a certain point where it's like all your expenses are met. Like money's just not really as much of an issue anymore, unless you get into the trappings of being super rich and you want cars and this and that and, and everything else. I don't know. There's got to be something really wrong with a rich woman for her to be with like a a bum for the most bum. That- I mean, bum. Like- <laughs> <laughs> that's the part of the deal breaker you're like oh she's doing so well and she wants to be with me there's something wrong with her yeah for sure uh anyway my deal breaker question number one for you is she posts selfies of herself doing duck face or something similar um about six six times a day like every day daily she does like those kind of woman poses mm-hmm. or like where she's like like a hundred percent like showing her ass like turning yeah. to the- 
Is that a deal breaker for you? But like, is she otherwise intelligent? Is this an aberration or is this reflective of a greater part of her personality? It's it's definitely part of pers- her personality where she has to. Do, she feels obligated to do this multiple times a day on her social media. Okay, so she wants validation for her physical appearance and and uh, some attention. Yeah, but like, is she like still like a smart person? Because sure, yeah, sure, sure. I, I've never met someone who does those, but when I see those those photos on Instagram, I'm like, there's probably not that much going on between you, the years. You assume that they're the the IQ level. I made a joke once, like five ten years ago, about how like there's got to be a correlation with the. The more selfies and the more duck face and the more blah, 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 the lower the IQ. Mm-hmm. I made some comment about that, and I'm sure women didn't like that. Well, and that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm, you know what? I'm stereotyping these poor duck-faced women. Uh-huh. So so we're saying, like, just just intelligent, and that's just that's just what does it for her? She has to do awesome. that. Awesome. Amazing. You, you know okay? what? Because out of all the vices that people could have, that one is fairly harmless, right? Like, she's not cheating she doesn't have a drug addiction she's not like in the scope of of, if if that's just what kind of gets her off she's kind of addicted to posting a bunch of selfies you know what like go for it whatever i'm not a fan anyway you and i differ in that okay go ahead your question question number two from aaron uh okay you're on a first date okay and you're like kind of right off the bat so she's just, just to be clear she's wearing like a like a sort of like tank top and like a skirt and she says to you, like, hey, I just want you to know I'm really sensitive about my prosthetic limb. So can we, can we just not talk about it? And you're looking at her and you can't. You can't, like, take, take they, your they eyes all, off it? No, they all, look, they all look just like normal arms and legs. Oh, so she's got multiple prosthetics. No, like, no, no. no saying, she, says, she doesn't say what she just says. Can just don't talk about my prosthetic leg. Uh-huh. Or, no, sorry, prosthetic limb. I'm really sensitive about it. Uh-huh. But you look at her and you can't. All of her limbs look normal. Got it. You can't. You, they they look like just hundred percent normal arms and legs, and but she said I don't want to talk about it, huh? Because it could be some like it could be a prosthetic. Like what else would it be if it's not her arm or a leg? Well, no, she said a limb, so it's got to be it's got to be an arm or a leg. No, not a deal breaker at all. No, like no. I'm waiting for the catch. Like, you have a smile on your face. I'm like, but it's, she's got a dick. I'm like, ah, prosthetic dick. No. No, she doesn't have a prosthetic dick. Right, you know. Are you, you're not curious, though? You're not like, wait, is she lying about having a prosthetic limb? or No, no. You, you, <laughs> you, just, you just put put the one into the back of your it, mind and proceed forward? Even if she had a prosthetic anything, I think I'd be cool with it as long as she was cool. Unless. If it was a dick, forget about it. No, thank you. But I'm just saying, like, if she had a prosthetic foot, leg, arm, whatever, toe, I don't give a shit. See, in this scenario, I would be more freaked out about, like, like thinking she's lying about having a prosthetic limb when I can clearly see that there's no prosthetic limb. Oh. Like, what is happening? Is this some sort of weird game? Like, what, what is the thought process? Why would you lie about having a prosthetic limb? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, so you're saying she clearly is lying she has a prosthetic limb. It, I, that's what it looks like. See, but without knowing, without asking the question and getting, you know, she doesn't want to be asked the question. So without asking the question, I would just leave it be and be like, I don't see any prosthetics. Oh, well, we'll find out. I'll find out when I find out or I'll find out she's a liar. Oh, well. Uh, My turn. Okay. She plays in a club Quidditch team. Club Quidditch. Uh, That was, so the one school that we played uh, when I was in college and we were playing lacrosse was... uh, 
where the fuck was it? Oh, it was in Vermont. It was Middlebury. That's such like a, a New England, like rich prep school thing too. Uh-huh. They had like an organized Quidditch league in their school. And as far as I could tell, it, it, you just sort of run around straddling broomsticks and you're just throwing a ball around. Yes. That's about it. Yeah. But like she plays on that, like, yeah, cool. You so you're okay with it? Yeah, why not? I I figured you'd be okay with it because you you're 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 a fan of Harry Potter and the book series and all that. And I thought you would lean more towards yes, whereas I would be like, what? Why? Who gives a fuck if she if she has if she has fun playing Quidditch? Like it's, it's a it's a dumb game, but like, yeah, but dude, I would go play. So I would even go play with her if they I, asked. That's, I know you would. That's why I asked you the question because again, you would lean towards yes, whereas I, I'd be like, it's a fake thing. It's a it's not a real. Sport. But it's a game that they're playing and they're having fun. So, like, who? I mean, all sports okay. were fake okay. sports until someone popularized them. So, would you like? It's like it's like playing tag when you're thirties yeah. or our age. It's like kind of like, hey, the, yeah. dude, you 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 spent, you spent how much time playing a video game? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, like the in the world of Harry Potter, the yeah. Quidditch thing is like a fake imaginary thing, and then she plays in the team. So so. If the question was like, do you think Quidditch is actually a great sport, absence of like magic in the Harry Potter realm? I'm like, no. What, what they I've, I've I've watched on YouTube, I think like a clip of people playing like quote unquote Quidditch. It looks fucking dumb. Yeah. But who cares? Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like if right. if someone's having fun and they're running around getting some exercise and like they've got their little Quidditch community, like more power to them. What if she really thought she like was a wizard and carried around like a. <laughs> A magic wand, like made a like a stick. So you're saying, like that was part of the whole. Her, let let me rephrase the question. If she was schizophrenic, would that be a deal breaker? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, that, yeah, she has serious mental problems and cannot separate fantasy from reality. Yeah. Yes, that would be a problem. Okay. All right. There you go. Your turn for, to ask a question. Uh, would it so, would it be a deal breaker if she slept with a CPAP? No, no, because I think eventually the, in my older ages, I'm probably going to need one of those fucking, I, I know I snore. I used to have a girlfriend that would complain all the fucking time about me snoring. It's like, what do you want me to do? Like, there's nothing I do. I mean, there's, I know there's surgeries you can have and all that, but like who can fucking afford that shit? And I know they make like those mouth guards that like adjust your jaw so you don't, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean eventually in our my fat old age i might need one and who who cares if a woman needs it whatever do they, do they make couples cpaps where you could share one i don't think they do i don't think they do you know what's funny is i uh, my one of my current bosses and then one of my previous coworkers they're both older guys they have cpaps both of them and both of them in the mornings they have this mark on their face i would always make fun of this guy with coworkers like Oh, you got some, you got dick slap last night or because it leaves like a fucking brutal, like on one side, it's like, well, we, yeah, depending on how, what type of mask you got with it. Yeah. No, I, I'd be cool. With what, she, what if she, what if she insisted, what if, okay. I, I don't know if there is a couple CPAP. What if there is one and she insisted you both, you have to use it, even though you don't really think you need it right now. I, I would use it. I would whatever. Cause, cause she's like, you know what? Like it's going to make our breathing sync up when we're sleeping and then I'll bring us closer together. Whatever it's it's weird it's goofy it's dumb but like I I can I can sympathize I can empathize with someone that needs an, a, a CPAP so I'm like whatever. couple CPAP Mondo's on board Quidditch fuck no hell no because it's fake anyway question number three for me pay close attention uh-huh. she's about five feet tall uh-huh. 
weighs about 180 pounds. Deal breaker. Hold on. Deal breaker. But she says she loves hiking, Deal biking. Breaker. So, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I so why I asked why I asked that question it was because of, in like in the, the dating apps that I've been using, there are a pretty substantial percentage of these short, curvy girls that say, I love going on hikes, I love swimming, I love like no, you don't. <laughs> that's that's not even it. Okay, so this, this is something I figured out uh quite a while ago. And this might sound dumb, but when I was younger, I didn't think I needed to be physically attracted to the girl Mm -hmm. for a relationship to work. Because this was my reasoning at the time. I'm like, oh, that's not the most important thing to me. Like, I rate other things higher than that. Uh So, therefore, I don't really have to worry about that. Yeah. And then I was in a relationship where I wasn't that physically attracted to them. I'm like, oh no, this doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's, it's kind of hard. There's like a minimum threshold that you know, physical their, their physical requirements or vanity requirements, there's a, like a minimum and everyone's minimum is like their bar is different for everybody, but I think we all have like a minimum acceptable level of attractiveness to our partner and as, as long as they meet that minimum, I think I'm okay. Well, and and for me for the most part, like if they're like reasonably physically fit that's that's about it like they don't have to be like model gorgeous in their face or yeah or you know it, it doesn't even have to be like you know some some track athlete who's a gazelle uh-huh. they just have to, it's like someone who's got like some athleticism to them like that's that's about it that's sort of yeah. the that baseline for me so you're like five foot and i'm like okay i usually am attracted to to taller women but you know what like that, whatever, that's fine. And then you said one eighty, like nope. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're five foot one eighty. That's that's just probably not going to work. If she's five foot and one eighty, like be honest about like like you love tacos. Like be real. Like don't fucking put down. You love hiking, swimming, biking, all this shit. Like you don't. You don't. You may have done it like once a year, but <laughs> just be real. Like I love tacos. I love being at home watching TV. Hey, so do I. Well, and and I wouldn't even question. I bet there are people who, um, and, you know, when they say they love hiking and this and that, like no, they're probably not out there doing marathons. But I bet they there are a lot of people who just carry more weight and yeah. and they still go out and do those. So I mean, I, I see some some <laughs> hefty, like, hefty gals on the trail oh, sometimes. I, I thought you were going to say, look at you, Armando. You're not that. <laughs> and I go on jogs and hikes here and there, you know. But no, you know. I, I was I wasn't immediately going for a put down. But no, that that was it. I was like, I I do think. Especially at the onset of a relationship, it probably being attracted to the person is a prerequisite. And uh, yeah. five foot one eighty just wouldn't do it for me. All right, your turn. Number your question number whatever. I don't know what number we're at. Um, you're 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 at a bar. Uh, that's your like whatever first second date, and she just she manages to like knock over her drink, your drink. There's huge mess on the floor, which is kind of embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, oh, I just want to leave. And when you get outside, you you see that she's robbed the bar. I was going to ask you: Did she knock all the drinks over because she was drunk? So she knocked them all over she, as a se- distraction. Yeah, it seemed like she was drunk. She seemed like she was really drunk. And then, like, you get out, and she just like stone cold sober, and, and, and she's th- got she's got like this a is, wad of twenties. You're like, where did that come from? And this is our second date. Sure. And was I was I made privy to the fact? Before she did this little heist, that that she liked to do this these kind of things. No, or this was a surprise. It just caught me off guard. Surprise! 
Yeah, deal breaker for sure. Like, <laughs> all right, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to throw one because the other ones you're just like, no, no, not at all. Because if she would have said like, hey, I'm let's do something fun, let's do something fucking crazy, and like she like let me in on the the thing beforehand, and then like. And then we pull it off. Oh, so you if you were an accomplice in the robbery, <laughs> you're down for it. If I'm fully aware of it before it happens, <laughs> and it's like a game we're playing together, then like, oh, fuck yeah, let's fucking rob this fucking bank together. Let's fucking Bonnie and Clyde this shit. I don't care. Or oh, whatever. you, you want to rob banks? This was banks, just, this was just bars, some dive bar. <laughs> bars, banks, whatever. You get what I'm saying. No, that's not a deal breaker for me. If if I knew in advance, if, she, if I don't cut off guard, don't know about it, she does it. She's like, hey, this big old wad of 20s or 10s. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not cool with that. You know what's weird for me? I was just thinking about that. Robbing money, I would that would be a deal breaker. If she wanted to steal like an item from the bar that maybe wasn't that valuable per se, but it was like like some like dumb wall ornament, uh, wall ornament or something like that, that I'd be down for. What about if she took like a like a, an entire bottle of booze from behind the bar and you but you didn't know how she got it, but she got an entire bottle of booze from the bar? I th- I think I think I'd be all right with that. Yeah, I was like, hey, yeah, let's go drink that together. Well, because well, the other one part, like, I don't think that's coming out of like the bartender, like the waist steps tips. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of a hit for the bar, but I, th- I think that's something that they could absorb pretty easily. Yeah. But just like stealing like, a bunch of money, something like that, just feels different to me. It's because you're Jewish. <laughs> I'm awful. I'm awful. I know it. I know it. No, I was trying to think how that even made sense. Did you steal, or they don't like stealing? I don't. I would like. I'm trying to figure out where the racism comes in that direction because it had to do with money. Never mind. Horrible joke. Moving on. Question number four for me. <laughs> um, she occasionally breaks out into speaking her own imaginary no, language. So, Mondo, the deal breaker would be if if she over tipped. Um, if she just bought the alcohol, oh, you're but going then, she, back. then she tipped them too much. Okay, you're going. Back. That would be the Jewish deal breaker. Okay, got it. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You don't tip thirty <laughs> percent. Fine. My question: She oh. she occasionally breaks out into speaking her own imaginary made up language. Do you like? Okay, so is it learnable? Like, like is she just making gibberish sounds, or she invented a phonetic language that actually works and could be taught? Let's just say she's making the language up as she goes, but there is like a rhyme and reason as to the, how the language. Like so, that it's like if if you ask her a question, how do you say table, and she doesn't have an answer on the spot, she just makes it up. So she so she is making a language up. She is making the but language. Like, up. It's it's not. So this is this is what I'm asking. Is this is this the female J.R. Tolkien where she's like. I'm going to invent Elvish. No. She's just saying gibberish. She's mostly saying gibberish, and she's kind of winging it. So, like, I'm just asking, you know, if I ask her, I'm like, hey, so, just, like, where, where is this coming? Like, why why do you like doing this? And she responds with, Yeah, I think I probably would separate myself from this person. <laughs> like, there's something going on. I'm like, wow, uh, that is a great answer. Um you, you clearly have some uh, buried trauma and it's coming up like this, but you don't want to express yourself in like human language. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go see if I can find one of your kind that can communicate with you. Right on. All right. Your turn. Do you, you have a really great first date. Okay. Like girl's super hot. She's European. Can't really place the accent. And you're like, you're really into her. And then she's just like, um, you know, I would like to see you again, but uh, I have to get married uh, next week if we continue. You're like, what? And she's like, she's like, yes, I, I fled Ukraine. <laughs> no, so that, hold on. I need- <laughs> you, 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 well, first of all, question specifically Ukraine? 
Yeah, specifically, she she's a U- Ukrainian refugee, and she wants she wants the the green card because you know what? It used to be a whole joke about pe- like European women wanting American green cards, and now for <laughs> the yeah, last yeah. while, they're like, no, we're good. We, we don't want to go to your shit old country. Um, but now, yeah, this is this is specifically a Ukrainian refugee who's trying to get established in America, and she's like, yeah, we can break up. I just want to get married. Yeah, I think I would lean towards right now with what's going on. I think I would lean towards the empathy in me. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to help this broad get her papers and get her over here safely. And then after a year or two, whatever the legal, uh, you know, because there's, like there's like a time period you have to be legally married for her to get her mm-hmm. documentation. And once she got her documentation, I'd be like, hey, it's cool if you want to split up, but you ain't getting half a shit. Like if, if, if that was cool, then I'd be okay with it. So, so she, you, you do the lowest stakes prenuptial agreement in the history of marriages. Yes. I'd be like, hey, look, I'm, I'm not going to give you half. If you want to stay with me after those couple years, great. We can be a relationship and see what happens. But, but just, it's like a, it's like a pre-authorized contract. Like, okay, after the time was up, you can go your own way, but I ain't going to give you shit of what I got. Like I'm helping you out here. And after two years, you're still like really in love with her. And she's like, peace. (laughs) So let me, let me, let me tell you a story about that. I had a friend of mine when we were in high school, he's a year older than me. And when he was 17, he got himself emancipated. His his biological parents had passed away. He was living with his aunt aunt and uncle. Didn't get along with them really. Like they were okay people, but they were also kind of, kind of weird. But he was like, fuck this. I'm getting myself emancipated. He had this money that he inherited from his parents, um, life insurance when they passed away. 17 year old 18 year old kid we he and i worked together like at a little part-time job and then one of our other co-workers there was an undocumented female gal mm. she i don't know if it was her or her parents approached him i'll leave his name out of it hey will you marry her you know we want to get her paperwork shit and he came to me a fucking 16 year old kid 17 he's like what do you think should i do it and i'm like I, that's not a question you asked the fucking dumb t- teenage high school but i was like fuck it dude i mean if you're gonna get money out of it like and i think that was the arrangement he was gonna get some kind of money for doing it um but to make it legit they had to live together in an apartment and all this stuff so i have a friend that that happened to him he married this chick knowing like going into it like it's an arrangement but when you live with someone for a while you you know you start developing feelings they were they were fucking they were they were boning and he ended up getting a little bit of attached to her. So he did start like kind of falling for her. I don't know that the feelings were reciprocated and fast forward. It just went, it went awry. So I've known, I've seen that happen firsthand. Not a good feeling when you're a dude, but the woman got her paperwork and kind of sucks, but oh, well, it happens. That's, that's the way, the way the world works. Well, I don't, you know what? At least you also could, you could say you, you got married. You're, you're, yeah, I've been married once. Yeah, that's no, I don't know. It's kind of fucked up. When you fall in love with someone, it's kind of kind of shitty. But you know, anyway. My last question for you: mm-hmm. She has a criminal record of her being the culprit in multiple domestic abuse charges. She she's the culprit. Yes. Yeah, it's a deal breaker. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. That pretty that pretty feels pretty cut and dry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you? I don't. What, I don't. What is the scenario where, where that's not a deal breaker? Where you're like, like, oh, I'm a masochist. I like it. <laughs> so I can see how, like, I can see how and this is to make it right, but I can see how women have stayed with abusive men 
because maybe the man was a breadwinner or whatever, or they have kids together and the woman doesn't want to leave the guy because it's like, oh, for the kids, for the kids. Flip the script when it's like a man being with like a woman that's fucking him up. It's like, God damn, either you're a cuck or you like, I don't know. Like it's, it's just like, see you later. Well, no, it's, it's that whole thing is like, I mean, I'm trying to think exactly how it went. There's a, there's a, a Bill Burr bit where he's like, he's like, yeah, there's that thing about you. Like, oh, you can never, there's, there's no reason to hit a woman. That's what it was. He's like, there's no reason to hit a woman. He's like, what are you talking? I could give you 10 right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, you don't, you shouldn't just don't do it. But to say there's not a reason. And that's sort of the thing is like in, in that like female abusive uh, dynamic where it's like, yeah, like the, the guy probably in most of those situations could physically retaliate and, and went out, but like, they're just, you're just not going to hit her even though she's hitting you. And I think a lot of guys too are like, oh, I can't talk about, it. I'm getting beat up by my girl. <laughs> so it's like, there's that like macho thing, but like that works both ways where you can't, you don't want to talk about it, but you also can't retaliate. Cause then you're, you're hitting your spouse. Yeah. And so they're just kind of just taking it. It's like, whatever, it doesn't hurt that bad or but yeah, I, I know some of those can definitely escalate, and and kind of more importantly, like that's that's coming from a, a very very deep place of of uh, trauma or something that happened to her because that that I think to to escalate things to violence is very like atypical for women that kind of goes against most of their natures. So if something happened where she's she's leaning into abuse herself, like that's that is indicative of, of like some really deep seated problems. So I don't yeah, know, dude. run the fuck away. I don't know, dude. I might kind of like it. Like if she just, jumped. yeah. Until she gets real mad and kills you in your sleep. <laughs> like chokes me a little bit or like she grabs my dick. Like one day, like she's mad. She just grabs my dick. I'm like, ah, I don't know what to get, whether to get hard or cry. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have an argument and she's like, I'm just going to slit his throat in his bed while he's on his CPAP. Uh, you're, you're just there. You're just going, <laughs> and then there's just blood coming out. All right. Uh, well, that was it for Deal Breakers. Moving on. If it was a Florida man, it would be Armando Ramirez found de- dead with his throat slit while on his CPAP. Nice. <laughs> he was still breathing. <laughs> Moving on to a diff- to another segment we've, we've done in the past with Degenerate's History. Aaron sent me a link with a bunch of uh, degenerate stuff. The title of the Degenerates History link you sent me is, where did it go, is 12 Historically Important Perverts and How They Changed the World. Hans Christian Andersen was a Danish author who penned plays, poems, novels, travel books, and autobiographies. His specialty, however, was literary fairy tales and his works in that genre, which include The Little Mermaid, The Ugly Duckling, Uh, are among the most widely translated writings in the world and have been staple of childhood for generations of children around the world. He he also did The Emperor's New Clothes. Did he? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, dude was prolific. Nice. Anderson's own childhood was an unhappy one. Born to impoverished parents, he grew up in the squalor, and as a child, his mother sent him to work in a local mill to help make ends meet. The childhood destitution was compounded by homeliness that made the young Anderson an object of teasing, mockery, bullying by his peers. The ugly duckling was actually based on his own miserable childhood. Oh, that, I mean, that's rough, man. Like, not only being like a, a little kid that has to go work in a fucking mill. Yeah. Like... That, I mean, that's like hardcore work. Working in a lumber mill 
is is just very very rough like manly labor and not only is he a little kid working there he's just butt-ass ugly <laughs> yeah uh he overcame the sad childhood and dire poverty and harnessed those experiences into stories that impacted many however when he was not busy writing stories that would go on to feature prominently in the childhood of billions around the planet anderson liked to masturbate compulsively and when not doing that, he liked to talk to talk with prostitutes and then rush back home to masturbate. To masturbate, awesome. What I, I remember reading that I'm like, what do those conversations entail? Like, what is he talking with them about? Hey, how's the weather? <laughs> yeah, like is it, is it just like really banal? Or, or, or he's like telling them about his stories that he's writing. It's like, oh, I'm writing a story about this this duckling. And they're like, what? Like, <laughs> uh. A celibate, which perhaps sheds some light on things, Anderson not only liked to masturbate a lot, he liked to keep meticulous records of his masturbation <laughs> sessions, describing and listing them in his diary with a pair of plus signs. Uh, with sample descriptive entries reading, when they left, I had a doubly sensuous double plus. Hmm. Uh, in Paris, he wait, liked... Wait, hold on. If... if, if <laughs> Please pick a, a relatively tame one, but if, if you kept such a diary, what would one entry of those look like? Of me jerking off? Yeah, so just just like, like what, what, how, how would that go? Please do not go into graphic detail. Just like like the first like few lines of the entry, how would that go? So when I, when I jerk it, I'm obviously watching porn on my fucking phone. Mm-hmm. So I would, probably, I would probably rate it based on like... The level of hotness of the scene or the chick in the video does that make sense so like if she's like a if she's and and i and when i mean by attractiveness hotness it's like different it's like uh you know some people are into weird porn and maybe like you know anyway got it so you're doing like the rotten tomatoes of porn yeah yeah sure interesting i actually have i'm not embarrassed to say this i actually have you know how on your phones you have like the little notepad Mm-hmm. feature i have a little notepad feature of like porn stars that I like to watch videos of. <laughs> so like I, in case i forget their names i'm like what was the name of that one fucking porn bitch oh that was her name but i don't give them ratings i just you know write their names down got it i, f- I feel like mine would be like a little bit more like almost autobiographical it's like it's like yeah like i went for a hike today and then i came back and the u.s women's world cup was on uh-huh. and i watched 10 minutes and then plus plus <laughs> gotcha makes sense yeah yeah I, I i'm always i always like discovering like new porn stars and then like I, i'm not gonna lie. so in this scenario i've never i've never uh i don't think jerked off after watching women's soccer but it would be more like if that was was happening i would not jerk off to women's soccer uh-huh. i would be like oh there's actually that one women's soccer player that's really attractive let me go on the hub and see if I can find yeah. someone that looks a little bit like her. <laughs> oh, and you'll go on a, on Pornhub looking to see if there's someone that looks like her. That's probably how that would that, would, that would play out. Nice. And I'm like, all right, imagination, you do the rest. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't need deep fakes or any of that technology. I can just mentally uh, insert the 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 soccer player's face if I need to. Uh, what is this? Is we're gonna go back to the article in a second. There's only a little bit more to go. What is the weirdest non like the question in Step Brothers, what is the weirdest non-pornographic thing you've ever masturbated to? It doesn't have to be a magazine. It could be, it could be a TV show. It could be a YouTube video you saw. Non-pornographic thing you've jerked it to. Weirdest? Sure. I, I don't know. Or, some, or something that you can remember. I mean, there's there's definitely like movies. There there was one, I know there was one. 
I can't remember the name of the movie. It was really like a bad teen movie where there, Jessica Biel was just like getting out of a swimming pool. Ooh. I remember that reminded me of a movie called Fast Times in Ridgemont High. Uh-huh. Where like one of the the characters is like envisioning this girl getting out of a pool and he's jerking and I'm like, okay, all right, challenge accepted, Jessica Biel movie, let's yeah. do this. Yeah, I don't think that was weird though. I mean, that was Jessica Biel was was uh, hot. Yeah, she was there to be eye candy. So I was like, all right. I don't know why this. I don't know why this one. This particular memory popped in my head, but I remember like jerking it long ago watching um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I was like fucking, I was like fucking twelve years old, and like I thought that chick was kind of hot, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm the bat." Yeah, I'm sure I've jerked off to more weird shit, but that one just popped up when I was. I don't know why that w- one. Was it to Sabrina or was it to no, like no, the it cat? Was, no, no, it was, it was her. It was her. Uh, it was something about talking cats just gets Mondo going. Yeah. Uh, back to the article. Last uh, little little burb I'll read there. Um, he uh, he meaning uh, Hans Christian Andersen also had a modeling. And needed a, a needy streak and kept falling in love with people, both men and women, who did not reciprocate his feelings. He had a bit of a habit writing cloyingly mawkish love letters to the objects of his affection and frequently penned long tracks gushing about his feelings to women whom he knew were uninterested and would turn him down in a way he throve on rejection. Then he would rush back home and earn more plus plus entries for his diary. Oh, wow. Oh my god! That this guy, this poor guy. Yeah, he was like all fucked up. Yeah, he just he just liked the abuse. Some guys are actually into that kind of rejection thing, like, and I think that you know he falls into that category of guys that like to be rejected, dejected, and it kind of gets him off. Hey, I guess that's his own druthers. And, but yeah, he was celibate through the whole thing. Yeah. He was he he was intentionally going. After people who would not reciprocate. First recorded incel? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. It's crazy though, because he was super successful. He's he was like he he's written some of the most iconic stories in like the history of humankind. I wonder if back then women were into like that whole power money thing as women are now. Yes. Like, do you think when they Yes. Do you think <laughs> do you think when he made it into his literary career, like was was renowned that all of a sudden pussy was getting thrown at him left and right? He, he could have yes, easily. Huh. I, there's never been a time where women were like, oh, like financial security and like a nice lifestyle. No, that's terrible. It's a turnoff. Like, yeah, that's which is also understandable, particularly. Yeah. Back then, things were not always that great for women. So, yeah, no, he could have easily, easily landed a wife or probably a husband for that matter. Yeah. It sounds like he was attracted to dudes, too. But instead, he was just <laughs> he's just like writing these gushing love letters of. Probably really well written too. You got to imagine, right? All right. And he's just getting shot down left and right. Poor guy. Uh, That was it for Degenerate History. We are now moving on to Reddit. Uh, Reddit question number number one. Aaron, Mm -hmm. what's not a drug, but is so addictive that it could be classified as one? Maybe not classified as one, but I I was thinking like, what are the the things that I've been really addicted to? Mm -hmm. And there was a while where... I, I I felt like I was definitely addicted to World of Warcraft. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And the problem with that game in particular is like, one, you were never done. Like, there was always more shit, more content, and more patches. Um, and the other part was 
it had this like uh, team dynamic, right? Like you're trying to go into these these dungeons, or they call them raids, I guess. And it was like almost like you had to do this like really elaborate dance to with your your team, where it's super well choreographed, and it's like the monster's going to spit fire here, so we have to move there and there and there. And the tricky part though was the better gear you had, the better stats, the higher level, like the more you could help your team. Mm -hmm. So there was always this, this urge of like, Oh, if I could just get a little bit better, like we could clear this. Like, I don't want to be the one to let everyone down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, there's always just more shit to go do more places to go more. You had to get more gold. You had to get more of this. And there was never a point where you're like, Oh, we beat it. We won world of Warcraft. Yeah. So like, I remember there was a time where I'm like, dude, I don't want to do anything but just play this game. Like, yeah. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to. I just want to go play this game for like 18 hours a day. And it w- there was a point where I realized that where I can't remember what it was. It was like it was something I should have been doing instead of that. And I did. I, I went. I played World of Warcraft instead. And afterwards, I'm like, oh nope, I'm just done. Like cold turkey. Like just deleted the game. Never played it again. Yeah. Uh, so just, just if, if Christian Baron I was going to say that I I did it to myself too, because I recognize that the behavior, I'm like, Oh, this is not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard to get into an RPG like that, especially now, like dude, Elden Ring, the game I'm playing, you're like in my mind, before I start playing, I'm going to, I tell myself, okay, I got this, this, and this stuff to do today. Like Mm -hmm. outside of the video game world, I got to do, I got to go get coffee. I got to go do that. So you make yourself a list and I tell myself, I got to get this list of shit done before I can play the game because then before I know it, I play the game and four hours have flown by. I'm like, fuck, I didn't mean to do, you get lo- you get lost in time. It's fucked up. But um, yeah, some video games can can be really, can really suck you in like that. Well, and they're designed like that, right? Oh, yeah, like yeah. They, they have figured out like, ooh, this little sound effect is going to be especially good at you know, hitting those little serotonin receptors and yeah. you get that pleasure signal. You're like, oh, I want more and more. They, like they designed them intentionally to light up all those parts of your brain in a way that's pleasing and you want more and going on a little similar like a lot of the mobile games are are like or even some of the console and pc games are free to play Mm -hmm. but then they have that like pay to play thing where you can Mm -hmm. download this that and the other for an extra five bucks so you start get you get sucked into playing the game you're like well i want to get this cool shield or cool whatever and you're like fuck it it's just five bucks a thousand dollars later you're like oh shit what have i done you know, um, but yeah, those, they can be for sure addictive. My answer to the question is, is I had a lot of things to answer with that question, but the, the one for me is coffee. Well, it, well that, is, I mean, that is, caffeine is a drug. Is marijuana a drug? Uh-huh. We're going to differ on that. Okay. We're, you and I are going to have different opinions about that. But anyway, it can be addictive. Coffee, I mean, it, it started off innocently like, like I need the caffeine to wake up. This was, I'm going back 10 years. I need a coffee to wake up to start my day at work. And then it became, oh, I need two cups. I need three cups. Like, and it got to the point where when I just cut myself completely, you get fucking headaches from not having that coffee fix. Like you you get some pretty bad headaches from like weaning. You have to learn to wean yourself off coffee. So now like I have coffee sparingly or like if I know I got to take a so, good. So you're saying you have withdrawal symptoms. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I wonder why you you would have withdrawal symptoms from taking a substance. You and I are gonna we come from different opinions on this. We're not gonna agree on this. Okay. We, we can go with that and and weed and a bunch of other but, things that we just we're not gonna but, agree. But it's also just like it's like you're it's like you being like, I dude, a deer's not a mammal. We're just not gonna agree on this. Okay. It's, it's, so but like that that 
That's the, it, like it is classified as a drug. I can't. I mean, y- you and I are going to have differing. Do, do you think cocaine is a drug? I've never tried it. I wouldn't know. You, okay, so we're not okay. Is, is so we're not sure if cocaine or opium are drugs. Okay, are cigarettes a drug? But that's not what I asked. I asked was no. I'm, now I'm asking you. Is, is are, like yeah, nicotine's a drug. I quit cold turkey like that. Right. But that's not the the question. Isn't if it's addictive. It's I mean Tylenol is a drug. It's not very hard to. Well, you're talking about withdrawal symptoms, right? I didn't have any withdrawal symptoms from smoking cigarettes. Some people do. Some people like I need to have. They get their hands shaky. Yeah. Where, no, I, I didn't. I didn't say the 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 yes or no uh, of whether something is a drug is withdrawal symptoms. That is definitely a good indication that okay. something's a drug, though. I, I think we should move on because we're not going to agree. Okay. We're not. I, I just, I just, so this is, this is now I, I know in Degenerates Clubhouse canon. I, We're I, not sure. It is up for debate whether cocaine and opium are drugs. Continue. Anyway, um, some of the answers on Reddit, user Apo Zero writes, phones, sad face. I really hate taking a dump without it. That is true. I remember, you know, our old poker nights back when we used to play at my house on Thursday nights, back then... I didn't have a cell. I think I had a cell phone, but very few of us had cell phones. Like cell phones were like a new thing for you young kids. And I remember the one one of our, our group did have a cell phone. That was Scott Sodder. And back then, I noticed like he had like this twitch to always check his like after every hand or sometimes in between a hand, he like like go to his cell phone and check it for any notifications or email or whatever. And it was like it was a ball and chain. I could see it. I noticed it way back when. And now that all of us have cell phones. I notice myself doing it all the time. I'm like, fuck, I really need to put this fucking phone down. Like it's, it's, it's part of our body nowadays for most of us. You know, it's really, it's really fucked up. Let's see what other answers on Reddit. User crumbled the cookies writes chips and salsa edit. Holy fucking shit. This blew up. Just got off work and saw this shit. Thanks for the awards. Blah, 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 blah. Chips and salsa. salsa. Are, do you think those are addictive or a drug? Uh, I don't know. Like, I know when you're eating them, like if I've, there's been times where if I was just sitting there at like a, you know, football game or something on the couch watching them, like, oh, I can't stop eating them. Yeah. I've never had a time like afterwards where I'm like, oh, I'm craving chips and salsa. I'm, I'm yeah. having, so I, it, I, I don't know. I, that's one where I think for certain people, particularly who, who have uh, like addictive personalities around food, I could see that being addictive yeah. as a drug, but that's just not one that I, I, I have as much. Dis- despite how much I used to eat, I was never like, oh, I have to have this sort of food. It's, but it is kind of like, like okay, you go to a Mexican restaurant. Can you can you honestly say you could have one chip and salsa and then be like done? Like you're, like while it's still in front of you, you're kind of like, okay, I'll have another or another or whatever. While you wait for your food, it's kind of well. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Like there's definitely times at a football game where like, oh, I should stop eating this thing and I keep going. Yeah, but. Yeah, no, if I really wanted, like even last night I was eating. Yeah, those chip things you were eating. Yeah, and then I realized like, oh, it's late. And then I just put the bag down. All those food products, particularly like the chips and cookies and all that, just the same way we were talking about uh, with mobile games and video games, like they're designed to light up those little pleasure centers in your brain. Like they're like, ooh, how can we tweak this flavor? How can we add this little extra pinch of whatever to make them enticing so you want more? So like, yeah, I mean, they're not not having that same like physiological effect that like a drug would, but it's very close. Yeah, for sure. Last last, uh, answer I'll read for that question. User Gengar is life writes, attention. 
Is attention a drug? Yeah, for some people, remember our duck face girl yeah, from yeah, Jailbreakers? For sure. So some people are like addicted to getting ad- attention. It don't matter who it's from. They just want attention. It could be from a bad source or a good exactly. Source. Well, and that's why when when you were talking about the 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 girl posting all the selfies, like some people like that, it's like if they can't get like good attention, mm-hmm. they're gonna find other ways to get it, and it, they'll end up getting you know bad attention. Yeah. And I, and I'm like if that's where she's drawn the line, where. Sure. Yeah, she's a little addicted to attention, but she's found this outlet. Or I'm like, you know what? Cool. Like, I think, I think, uh, I think that's very heavy or prominent in porn stars, male or or female. I think like the the you know some women have daddy issues or like fucked up men issues, and like get into porn and it's like, oh, I need this attention. Oh, people give me, you know, like I could show off my boobies, my tit, my vagina, blah, 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 blah. Same with dudes. You know, they want to show off their big hogs if they got them, you know. <laughs> Look at me. I got a big wiener and I'm fucking this chick and I get the all the attention. Could be. Yeah. I mean, that's one where it seems like there's probably other things at play as well. Yeah. Because, you know, I think like, uh, like... You know, actors, actresses, like like comedians, like they're all addicted to attention, and it might it might really just be that they have more talent, or maybe they're a little bit more conventionally physically attractive or whatever, and so they can get attention in a more socially accepted way. But like, I feel like there's other ways to get attention where the porn stars probably can c- c- combine like attention with some. You know, attention-seeking behavior with some sort of weird—not weird, but it was like sexual impulses. Where yeah. like, I mean, there's, there's a huge history of of uh, abusive childhoods in the porn industry, things like that. Yeah. Where like that that gets coupled with wanting attention, and then next thing you know, you know, you've got backdoors left to nine. When you're getting gangbanged by ten dudes, like Tom Segura's joke. The <laughs> I won't go into it. Anyway, that was it for Reddit question number two. Or one, that was it for Reddit question number. One. Reddit question number two is. Aaron, what's what's on your NSFW bucket list? And for those who don't know what that means, NSFW means not safe for work. So what is on your not safe for work bucket list? This is one I doubt I will ever cross off. But <laughs> uh I think I think it would be it would be f- fun to have sex with like a minor celebrity. And I cause and just just I remember thinking back, one of our fraternity brothers uh-huh. in college had if I'm recall, if I remember, like he had sex with a member of the cast from Full House. Oh yeah, let's not let's not drop the name of the member of the cast or our brother that. Yep, that's why I phrased it just yeah. like that. We're, we're, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna put it out there. It was not Bob Saget. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he didn't. It wasn't Bob Saget. Although you know what, Bob was a fun guy. He might have been up for it. Who, who knows? But I remember hearing that. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Like the idea of having sex with a, a celebrity just because they were celebrity never seemed like that interesting to me up until that point. And I was like, you know what? That's not something I'd go out of my way for. That would be cool though. That would be cool. Especially I I bet when she wasn't playing that character, she's actually probably like pretty attractive. Yeah. Um, I hung out with her once when I was a freshman in, uh, in college, you know, when, when, when the other female uh, society kidnaps us and feeds us food. Do you remember that group? Mm, maybe so there's a, another female society that kidnaps us and then they, they feed us food it's like yay home, home you know, homely girls and they like to make us I think it was spaghetti or something <laughs> but yeah I don't know I don't know how I even negotiate that at this point I think when I was younger 
Like if if I if that had been my goal when I was in college, I think I could have pulled that off. Yeah. Now uh, that, that might be a bridge too far. Who knows? My uh, my not safe for work bucket list item is. <laughs> I said this to one of my coworkers today. I really want to. I really want to have sex. I want to have intercourse with a little person with a child. No, uh, fuck okay. you. <laughs> what? I don't know. No, no. I'm trying to be politically correct. It's not. You can't say. You can't say. What is it? It's not dwarf. It's a little person, right? That's the well, term. Well, there's midget. There's dwarf. So that's different things. You are you talking about a midget or a dwarf? A, a midget, not a dwarf. What's What's the difference? Is there a difference? Yeah. What's the difference? Uh, dwarfism is like a particular sort of stunted. Like, I think midgets have have more. Um, like th- their their proportions and everything are, are similar to ours. They're just very small. Whereas dwarfs, like they're they're it's like a special like dwarfism. It's usually like the kind of um, stump your legs and everything like that. They're not they're not as uh, uniformly proportioned as, as oh, like a okay. normal person. Okay. I don't think I did explain that really well. Yeah. But. I, if I follow your definition, then it, no, I want to have sex with a dwarf. <laughs> so. Don't don't judge me. I see you. I see you, fucking asshole. Oh no, I'm just looking up like if I explain that correctly. Uh, yeah, but it's just the thing. You know, I, I want to try. I want to see what happens. I want to feel like I'm King Kong. Probably, chances are, I probably still wouldn't be, you know, very, <laughs> very big. But it's a thing, you know. Oh no. Okay, so I don't think I had that correct at all. Oh, it says see? a dwarf is an extremely short adult who's less than fifty eight inches tall. The word midget is considered derogatory and offensive. Sorry, dwarfs. So they're the same thing. I didn't mean it. So, so there are different. I know. I know. Like dwarfism is very specific. Like where there are people who have normal proportions, they're just very short. Uh-huh. Like I think like someone under like four foot eleven or four ten is considered. I like, and I feel like I'm not. Tr- I'm not trying to use derogatory terminology. There, there's a difference between people who have dwarfism and people who are like a little person who who just have have like normal um, proportions. Oh no, I want to have sex with a dwarf. Got it. Let's be clear. <laughs> okay. Uh, some of the answers on Reddit to that question. Uh, user Linia Skylar writes: Operating a forklift. I'm not certified. That's dumb. You're a freaking idiot. That's a that's one. not. Why is that not safe for work? Because I'm not certified, I guess. Oh, ooh, bad girl. Oh, I get it. It's not safe. OSHA is going to get on work. Oh, the, oh, the big bad OSHA officer is going to come and give me a talking to. Stupid answer. User, my name is not Pedro. I like your username. Writes, telling a rude customer, "Fuck me yourself, you coward." Oh, I guess if they say "fuck you," then you can re- your response is "fuck you." Me yourself, you coward. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, user Lus writes, have sex in the woods. Mm, that's not that. Is that risky? I guess if you're doing it like in the middle of the woods somewhere where someone can walk in on you doing it, then it is kind of risky, you know, but just kind of going out in the wilderness and boning is not that crazy. It's fun. I mean, I'd do it. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm still going back. I'm still on the fucking midget dwarf thing, guys. All right. I'm still on it. This one says, this is, this, this, pedia.com, which clearly a more, uh, a more reputable source than the last one I said, it says, who is a dwarf? A dwarf is a short individual, less than 58 inches, who has abnormal or disproportionate body parts, around 200 genetic, dif- uh, 
Different genetic disorders may cause dwarf individuals. Dwarfs have short arms and hands, but normal-sized head due to disproportionality. A midget is a short individual with well-proportioned body parts. Sometimes malnutrition may cause midget conditions. Midgets individually grow normally, but do not exceed 58 inches. Okay, that's what I was saying. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, you're pretty on on point. Um, Fuck you, other other source for making yeah. me feel like I was bigoted. User, the last one I'll read for that question is user, I can't spell your, Zuriel Sheer, Sheer something, writes, sex under the Northern Lights. Well, that would be dope. That would be kind of cool, right, actually. I've added that. <laughs> like, like having sex anywhere unique like that would be kind of fucking cool. When I was a kid, when I was like in junior high, maybe it was high school, I was watching some Travel Channel show or some other bullshit where it's like, I think it's the southernmost tip of South America. And I, I remember distinctly the name of this town because it was like such a weird name. Name of the town is Ushuaia. U-S-H-U-A-I-A. If I'm, mm-hmm. Anyway, southernmost tip of Baja, or not Baja, of Southern South America. And it's like in the cold regions, like the Azures, whatever, It like there's snow. But underneath the snow, if you find the right cavern, there's like like hot springs and shit like underneath. So it's kind of like that that di- di- dynamic. You, you want to go John Snow Wildling style? But but there, yeah. So where they're fucking in the hot springs, I want to do that. I I do that. That'd be kind of cool. Well, there, there's I told you there's a hot springs in Colorado. You just have to hike like nine miles to get to it. Yeah, and I, nobody does it in the winter. But it's like a nice like 120 degree hot spring at the end. If there was a chick down enough to go, I'd say, hey, Aaron, I want to go to this hot spring and I want a bone in there. Would you go with her? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I had to think. I'm like, because uh, we have to bring like tents or something. That's just a long hike. But you know what? That'd be worth it. Yeah, for sure. You know what? If I die in that hike, at least I died for something I cared about oh, yeah. and loved. You know what? When they say if if, if you die, you got to like die doing what you love. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's an expression that people totally say, shut up. <laughs> So that was it for Ask Reddit. We're going to try to wrap up this episode with returning back to the States, leaving Florida or leaving Russia, Russia man. We're now going to Florida with Florida man. Uh, the headline is, while well, Aaron goes and makes a pee-pee, Florida man breaks beer bottle over his head, gets shot by deputy who thought sound was a gunshot. So if I read that correctly, guy grabs a beer bottle, breaks it, cop thinks that sound is a gunshot, and so the the deputy shoots the guy, thinking that was a gunshot coming from. So, okay, that makes sense. Deputies had been pursuing the man who was wanted in connection with an armed robbery, when he stood up through a sunroof and broke a bottle of Bush Light <laughs> over his head. Yeah, well, not that it would have been any different if he had like classed it up with like a nice bottle of something better, but it's just funny that it's like Bush Light of all things. Anyway, a Florida man broke a beer bottle over his head prompting a deputy who thought the popping sound was a gunshot to shoot him, the Polk County Sheriff's Office reported Saturday. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd said deputies were trying to arrest Matthew Correa, 27, when it happened, as he was a suspect in a series of crimes, including an armed robbery. Correa was in the pickup when he stood up through the sunroof with a rifle in one hand and a bottle of bush light in the other. He then broke the bottle over his head. So I can see how there was confusion because if you're holding a gun and something, you break the bottle over your head. Yeah, I could see how the the, the, the deputy like might have mistaken that for a gunshot if he's holding a gun. 
Well, it, it also says like he was intentionally trying to bait them into shooting him. Yeah, so it's one of the like suicide by cop attempts, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the sergeant who was behind Korea and unable to see the bottle heard the popping noise and believed Korea had shot at his deputies. The sheriff's office said in a news release, the sergeant fired one shot at Korea, striking him in the neck. Ooh. Korea was taken to a hospital with injuries that were not believed to be life-threatening. No deputies were injured, and the agency reported. The uh, blah, 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 blah. The bizarre chain of events began around 8 o'clock a.m. Saturday when Korea and a female companion went to a supermarket in Winter Haven in a white Chevy Tahoe. There, Korea stole a red Toyota pickup. So that's where it begins, bad boy. Uh, the Tahoe was later found abandoned on State Road, blah, 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 blah. Korea and his companion went into a tire store near Winter Haven and asked an employee for money. When the employee P- said... Perfect robbery target. Tire stores. Yeah. You know, you know, it's it's probably end of the week. They're safe, so they're just going to be packed with cash and jewels. Yeah. So you got to rob the tire stores at the end of the week. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm, on, I'm on board with this heist thus far. When the employee said no money was there, Korea pulled a rifle out of a duffel bag, pointed the weapon at the employee, and started looking for money. Korea and his companion left when the customer arrived. <laughs> what the fuck did they go to a tire store? Yeah, they've got this like elaborate like bank heist thing, and they're like, you know what? Should we should we rob like First National Bank or uh, should we rob Pep Boys? <laughs> Jesus, did they at least like get some wind, windshield wipers or something? Those I things are expensive. It didn't, and no no mention of windshield wipers. Um, anyway, so they leave the they leave the scene of the crime. Uh, continuing on with the story, while in the truck, Correa pointed the rifle under his chin and told deputies to kill him. Oh, see, yeah. Crazy motherfucker. Deputies tried to de-escalate the situation, but Korea then stood up through the sunroof and held the gun in a threatening manner. And then uh, he dropped from the sunroof out of sight for a moment, then stood up with a rifle in one hand and a bush bush light beer bottle in the other hand, which he smashed against his forehead, breaking the bottle. That's when the sergeant, thinking of popping some was a gunshot, fired at Korea. Uh, and that's about the end of the article... Deputies are still trying to learn who the female companion was and ask anyone with information to call this number, blah, 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 blah. It, it was that girl from the bar in our deal breakers. Probably. <laughs> she, 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 she talked this fucker into the whole thing. Correa, who faces multiple charges, has a criminal record that includes a, tra- a charge of home invasion burglary, and he has spent five years in prison. So he's a repeat criminal. He obviously wanted suicide by cop and was like, you think that was intentional? Like, did he? Do you think like, because it's had to be right? Like yeah. breaking that bottle. He's like, he probably thinks like, he's trying to lure them into shooting I, him. I don't. I don't think he necessarily thought it through. Of like, oh, they're gonna hear the sound and they're gonna. I think he was obviously wanted them to shoot him, and he's like, huh. Well, I tried to get them to shoot me by pointing the gun at myself. That didn't happen. Let me just be like wild and it's going to freak him out. Like that was probably. I like you. So you don't see what's in the video, but right now you went wild and your hand was like, it, you did this. So it, it you, yeah, it's a shotgun barrel. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to You got to, yep. you got to really like work that, that shotgun. Yeah. You got to pump it. You got to pump it. Sometimes you, you can double pump a shotgun, but sometimes you got to give it a couple extra pumps if you really want to get it to go off. See, this is the stuff that people that aren't watching the video are missing out because they'll get some of this. Yeah, like, you just, you just, what? I don't understand. What are you talking about? It's just, you just want to make sure that shotgun is really primed and ready to explode when it's, it's uh, yeah. time to, to fire your shot. That was it for oh, Florida. Mondo, one thing, you got to be really careful because if you do pump the shotgun too many times, sometimes it'll go off when you don't want it to. You'll go blind. best case scenario yeah uh that was it for uh florida man 
you, you really, unless you're, uh, you're, you're Joe Rogan, usually it doesn't go off right in your face. But has Joe Rogan said that he nuts in his face? You know what? I'm assuming he did. Oh, no. <laughs> um, that, that I don't know why, but that just seems like a Joe Rogan thing to do. He's like, what? Like, I'm not going to suck my own dick if I don't nut my own face. What are you, a fucking pussy? <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was it for uh, a Florida man. That was it for the episode. Aaron, do you have anything else to add? No, I don't think so. Hey, guys. Uh, thank you guys for watching us live on YouTube and Twitch and all that good stuff. Um, by the way, uh, we can chat with you guys if you join the videos live and I could say hi and you could say hi back to us and you know ask us questions while the video is streaming and all that goes anyway thank you guys for joining us hope you guys uh, enjoyed the episode we appreciate every one of you assholes that listen to us and make fun of us especially the canadians i value you more in fact i don't know why but something about knowing that there's at least one canadian listener out there just warms my heart (laughs) shout out and thank you to zach steckline for giving for replying to our you know inquiry last episode about uh Re, rebranding the new on Netflix. He gave us some suggestions. We might actually use one of I those. Liked, I like the Binge and Purge. Yeah. Binge and Purge one. is a good one. I like that one. That one That one was, it just goes, it's, anyway, thank you guys. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We will talk to you guys in a week. Uh, have a safe weekend. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.